0: and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 221. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin. Today, joined by the Andy Dick and Carrot Top of LA, Jesse Nights. <laughs> oh, the
1: worst part is, is I'm Carrot Top. I'm
2: Carrot Top. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm Carrot Top. I'm Carrot Top. <laughs> uh, that's just because I don't want to be Andy Dick. That is not that I don't want to be Andy Dick Andy. either. Oh no, well, you know well, my what? My name the is Jesse Cox. Talks. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> The, the two, the two carrot tops of LA, Andy Dick and Alex Fasciani.
0: Get, 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 out of, get out of the UK for a little bit, you know? get back. Oh, yeah. the cool, US I'm glad that's where you went. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, pal. I figure. I figure it's great fine. because
2: they're absolutely not a duo in any way. No, not way. at
0: all. They're just two random comedians. Just one really
2: jacked comedian and one comedian who's jacked a lot of people off.
0: <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal.
2: I was at a show. I was at a UCB show one time and in like 2010, and everybody was like... Okay, who in the, the the host was like, okay, who in this room has an Andy Dick story? And like, n- like twenty people raised their hands, and they were like, I mean, it's not everybody, but that's that's a fair amount. That's that a, lot a lot of people.
0: people. I don't have an Andy Dick story.
2: Well, you don't live in Los Angeles either. No, you I do yeah. not,
0: and I won't. But I'll be there. I'll be there in a, in about a week. In, no, two two to three weeks from now, because. On October 15th. Let me double check. Oh, that's
1: right. What? Yeah, that's right. October that's 15th. Correct.
0: We have a live show at the Teragram Ballroom in L.A. at 7 p.m. on a Sunday. Not a Thursday this year. Uh, and it's going to be great. That's right. Jesse might have his car broken into again. It'll be full of thrills. I can't wait. Who knows what'll happen? It could anything could happen.
1: It's spooky season. <laughs> yes,
2: that was a that was a story that we made up last year about Jesse's car getting broken into just to chill you to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound made up. Nothing
1: of value was sta- was taken. That's a It does part. sound completely yeah. made up because Je- Jesse's clean, the car was so clean that just like the <laughs> only thing in. they took <laughs> they didn't were get my anything. sunglasses that are prescription, and that's I was upset. I was like. So no Like yeah. it sucks i but worse yeah. who's going to use those they're going to have to like shop them around yeah. to all the dudes like i, I guess i could see out of this <laughs> yeah other than that yeah, nothing exactly. was taken. No, they literally took out of the trunk the bin that stored all my equipment but there was no equipment in it just the bin and they left the bin there yes it's like, right like politely yeah. left it like
2: well we didn't need this <laughs> our <laughs> Yeah, I'll be real. I don't want to yeah. waste this. You know, I'm not going to just throw it on the side of the road and litter the downtown area.
0: <laughs> it was crazy. Before Alex goes off on his Patreon tangent, I want to say about Patreon, if you're not on Patreon, you need to be. The past couple of weeks have been like flooded with shit for you guys. We have the new Rotten Popcorn for uh, Faded Pear. I believe it was that we watched. And no, not Faded Pear. It was Twisted Twisted fake. Twisted, Twisted, Twisted Um, yeah. The Neil Breen movie, which... People fucking loved, by the way. So you're all fucked. Stop. Somebody wrote in a comment. It goes, Jesse's in too deep no. now, dude. It's people love this. They love the movie. No, they don't love the movie. They love watching it with us. That's a movie. Okay, yeah. okay I was about
2: to say that movie is. That's no, a movie that needs someone to talk you through yeah. this.
0: No, no, they loved the the episode um, of Rotten Popcorn. We also have, uh, crap. We, we just had a Jesse commentary part one go up of his his uh, reaction to the Alien uh, State of the Union episode, which was amazing. I, I, how long was... is the
1: episode, the Alien
0: State of the Union, first of all?
1: The episode is an hour and yeah. 30 minutes, and I, it took me, it, it's an hour 30 yeah. something, I think, uh, from what the timestamp was. I remember, I'm trying to remember, but, uh, It took me an hour to get through 30 minutes of content. And I was like, I got to
2: split this up more to some more to come folks about that. That's for all patrons. Just a fun
0: little, little bonus for you guys. Cause it's, it's hilarious. It's so good. Uh, and I, dare I say, uh, Mel's art once again, fucking insanely good. And she made bookmarks for everybody that you can like make yourself. She gave you the design for bookmarks. We're all on there. There's a little, littleberry shoot headstone in there that you can find all kinds of good shit. (laughs) Uh but but yeah, Alex, what what other reasons would there be?
2: The reason that I want you to go to Patreon that Mathis hasn't mentioned yet is if you have
0: ten oh, thousand bucks
2: sitting that. in your pocket, just burning a hole, and you're like, I just want to invest in like a good third eye, wide open, super chill, casual, hilarious weekly podcast with great guys who really just deserve that $10,000. We know had a I mean? scare this week, or past week,
0: where I was like, no. Somebody tried to bump their, their $5 to the $10,000 tier, and obviously they were declined. And at the same time, it ate up the, the spot for like a week. So don't do that, or we're going to have to open more spots. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's, that's just
2: not what we want to do. We're not trying to make this egregious with everyone out there in the world just trying to throw $10 at us. But if you do, Jesse will admit not 10 not ten dollars ten thousand dollars that's right 10k dollars he will admit that aliens are real and that he too believes in ghosts
0: and bigfoot you don't see the air quotes but there are people who were like were legitimately scared that jesse would sell out his beliefs actually for that cheap. They were like, <laughs> I don't they, just forever yeah, no they're like i don't know if i can watch the show if this happens and i'm like guys Guys, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a fucking it's a joke. Completely a bit. It's if I paid Jesse ten thousand, I could ma- like manipulate his beliefs, clay like a clay man. I don't know. It'll take way more than that. We're looking. Like- I'm
1: gonna need at least like a mill before I give up all of my beliefs. <laughs> at that point, it's if gone. Somebody
2: actually pays this ten thousand dollars. We'll have a little ceremony in which Jesse admits that he believes in these things, but. You don't have to worry about the quality of the show going down because Jesse <laughs> used ten thousand dollars to brainwash himself into being a man he doesn't of even science. Get
0: all the ten thousand dollars. <laughs> he doesn't even get it all. We're not even going to yeah. get. That's never. You're not not, even I firmly like believe it's
1: never going to happen. So uh, yeah, it goes to pay. I, I won't even see. I won't even see $10,000. Balls yeah, in yeah, your exactly. court, benefactor. So really, Patreon.com. would be
0: selling his fucking beliefs for like three, three and a half grand yeah. at most. At, mo- at, at as, most. At as yeah. we, As if we
2: just take all the money and just yeah, split it right in between. We got to spend it on yeah, stuff, yeah. y'all.
0: We've got to like pay people. Yeah,
2: it's, it's hard to be a business. Our fantasies are turning into uh, much more uh, tedious realities, but we love our lives. Patreon.com slash Summulaypod. Patreon.com slash Summulaypod. Patreon.com slash Summulaypod. It's
0: out there keep an eye out for us over at Sinisterhood podcast we'll be up there as a guest in the next week or so yeah what's the deal that was a
2: that me and mathis went over there we talked about like some crazy story i told a story that i'm i don't even remember if i told that story before anywhere but it's a story that is so uniquely my story nobody has a story like this i don't think uh and mathis also like just again just just wax poetic about his just his needs his needs as a as a believer you know what i mean and he found, oh, and, even, and you know what? In the Sinisterhood, he
0: found Sisterhood. I did find Sisterhood in the Sinisterhood. And you'll be seeing them on our podcast in the, in the future as well. Yes, indeed, we will. Yeah. But today's an exciting day because I don't have to do any work. I get to show up Ooh. and listen and react because Jesse's all in control of episode 221. Well, gentlemen,
1: today is an episode that uh, I want to take a moment up top to talk to the audience. Hey, gang. How's it going? I know sometimes on this show, I'm very critical. Some might say hypercritical, of the topics we discuss. It's almost like you play a role in the trio. And in that role in this trio, sometimes I want to bring topics to this show that I think are very important to have a conversation about. And this is one of those times. Are we about to be talking about like modern day political I mean, I don't know if we're going to get political. We may. There may, there are some political things here. But this isn't a mystery. This isn't horror. This isn't paranormal. This episode is about something that is very real and that we should definitely be talking about. So let me start us with Planet X.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, baby.
1: Planet X, Nibiru, uh, is something that if you've listened to, say, Coast to Coast AM4... Any number of years, you know that this is the mysterious rogue planet that circles the outer reaches of our solar system, and every ten to 20,000 years makes a
0: full orbit around the sun. Also a continent beyond the ice walls on flat Earth.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It is a conspiracy theory of the highest order, usually involving aliens or doomsday prophecies or a mix of both, but like... All conspiracy, there is a little bit of tangent truth, and, you know, what can be used to justify this sort of extrapolation into Cuckoo Bananas territory. NASA even has a website dedicated to it, explaining that while there's no evidence for the existence, absolutely none, there's some mathematical and gravitational anomalies that lead people to speculate. And they listed a bunch, and I'll just summarize the best I can. NASA never a straight answer. <laughs> Am I yeah, right? never straight Am answer. From right? NASA. <laughs> Actually, today, right before we did this, I was on Twitter and I saw a guy post a uh, image of eight photos of the planet Earth, all of them from different times, ranging from 1975, I think, all the way to 2012 or beyond. And it was it was all these photos of the Earth. And he asked the simple question, what is NASA hiding from us? Why does the earth look different in all of these? How big are the continents supposed to be? Why is America not in the center?
0: Like, it was great. I was like bro oh, do you understand Lord. how the planet works <laughs> like it oh, was Lord. nonsense no the more interesting stuff from nasa like is the stuff like uh i sent from to you guys last week or the week before it was a it's a video and then their video archive from 2017 it's on the iss and you see some weird thing come into view it hovers for a bit it goes up and down and then it voop, takes off that's the stuff that's interesting in nasa videos
1: well nasa's clearly hiding that the earth is flat obviously God, anyway. <laughs> God. So. Astronomers studying the Kuiper Belt, which is the region of the solar system right beyond Neptune. Hides the Kuiper crystals. Right. Hides the Kuiper crystals. Um, And while doing so, it's basically like, just to describe the Kuiper Belt, it's where Pluto and other dwarf bodies are. um, But they like, you know. It's out there. Yeah. It's It's not a planet anymore. It's basically like the furthest reaches of our solar system. Well, yeah. researchers have noticed that some of the dwarf planets and other small icy objects tend to follow orbits that cluster together. By analyzing the orbits, this team at Caltech predicted the possibility that a larger previously undiscovered planet may be hiding way beyond Pluto and that the gravitational potential of that planet could explain the weird orbits of the Kuiper objects. Um, even still, there's no real evidence. There's just mathematical analytical theory and if such a thing was ever headed to or th- towards earth or ever existed um it would be really hard to cover that up like a person with a telescope in their backyard could see it if it was a real which thing. is why right. again there's a lot of like well it's a dark planet and we only see the dark side and it's super secret it's like that kind of stuff where it just keeps getting it's just
2: too mysterious for people not to just want it to be something
1: Right. Basically, yeah. Right. Which, which is why it makes perfect sense when ex-NASA employee, now independent researcher, full-time Twitter-er, I'm yeah. sorry, ex-user, Mike X-Men. Buckner, MBA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> X-Man. <laughs> I love that. Mike Buckner, MBA, said on August 17th. <clears throat> actually, I want Alex to read this because this is amazing. It's in all caps. Enjoy. The final 24 hours of civilization. (laughs) Nibiru approaches. The pole
2: shift is coming. Floods, quakes, fires, head for shelter. Caves, bunkers, alert your family. Friends are better than neighbors. (laughs) Few (laughs) will survive.
1: I am headed for the caves. Good luck. What? When did he post this? On August 17th.
0: And when was it happening? Oh, it's the final 24 hours. On that day, 24 oh, hours, what's shit? happening? We're all living in the afterlife right now, everybody. Hey, you know what? This sucks just as much as like the normal life. Yeah,
1: I should have to tell you this, as Mathis has uh, said, um, the world didn't end. <laughs> My dude said, I am headed for the caves.
0: He doesn't know. <laughs> He's still in the caves thinking that the world is done. How many How many world-ending events have we lived through in our lives?
1: Well, strangely enough, Mathis, you may be onto something for this episode. <laughs> So, uh, returning from, I assume, his cave on the 19th, Buckner took to the internet to apologize for not just lying actively, trying to start a panic with people. He, he actually went on to say this truly amazing thing. Oh, man. Mathis, this is for you.
0: I thought I was right. I thought Nibiru was coming. The physics worked. What didn't work was my fundamental understanding of reality. Oh shit! I now know the truth, and that's a capital T, truth. We live on a flat plane. <laughs> we live on a flat plane. We live underneath the firmament. The globalists lie for control. More to come.
2: Metroid Prime 4
1: will be announced <laughs> at this next in Nintendo Direct. The best part about this is not only did he say Planet X is coming, his then two day later, after everyone was dogging him online, two days later when he finally comes back, he says, I was wrong, but the reason I was wrong is because I don't understand how physics works because guess what? Flat Earth. I wasn't crazy enough. Yeah. Yep. In that post, hopefully it's still up if you can find it. Again, this is uh, Mike Buckner, MBA. Good luck finding him. In that post, I swear to you. He posted that flat earth picture oh. with the ice walls and all the, other, literally the thing we did that episode on with like the D and D creatures and yeah. Asgard. He posted that
0: the thing where you, if you took five minutes, you can find the origin of the story from the 1911 Florida magazine. Yes.
1: He posted
2: that. <laughs> this guy's the NBA. You said, dude, we got to have him on the podcast. That's Yeah. I mean, that's what he
1: says. Yeah. No, I don't want to have this guy on the podcast.
0: (laughs) No, I just want to laugh at him.
1: Hilariously, the added context from Twitter underneath his tweet was, Since the world did not end yesterday, Mike wishes to keep on grifting. He has performed what is known technically as a reverse ferret. I had to look that up. (laughs) It's a British term that basically means suddenly and completely changing your ideological, political, or editorial view with zero acknowledgement of where you previously stood. Amazing. Amazing. That's the comment from Twitter on him. Just a straight up mix Wait, up. If
0: that's coming from X himself. That's a problem.
1: John X got him. And X kind of gave it to him. I love that. And and so I figured that is where we would start for this whole thing. Something we can all agree is complete nonsense. Now, I'm positive <laughs> I'm going to get some message from some guy that's like, Bro, Nibiru is actually real. Here's my evidence. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the, the the subreddit will be a flood with a couple of people.
1: I'll say to them what I say to you guys all the time. Give me, like, something tangible, something real, and then maybe I'll consider it. But don't be like, I have evidence. I got you with this one. I'll say, hmm, should be bigger
2: news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh... Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I wonder why no one's talking about that anywhere in the world. That's nuts. But I think
1: this whole thing of... This MBA guy posting this thing to all the different conspiracies that were flooded with things that Mathis was talking about, all these different prophecies and all these different end of the world things that always seem it, it's a big problem with society at the moment. We exist in a time where, like, the average man or woman is getting screwed over by a bunch of people we were told as kids that we could trust uh, politics, religion, economics, whatever. Everyone feels like things are spinning more and more out of control and it's out of our ability to do anything. So suddenly prophecy and conspiracy kind of work their way in as a way of getting control again.
0: Literally. It it gives them the ability to feel comfortable control over their lives instead of the chaos of the world. Right. And uh, you know, going off that in times of, of trouble or or turmoil, whether it be political or uh, economical or whatever the case is, conspiracies, conspiracies, take the fuck off. They like always Mm -hmm. skyrocket and uh, hilariously true crime podcasts also do really well in times of terrible, sad times because people are looking for, I think that schadenfreude of like, that at least it's not that bad. At least my life, life's not like this. And then with the conspiracy angle, the people who, you know, facts or, you know, having to do the research to realize that like the world is incredibly complicated and nuanced makes their you know they need that simple that simple thing it's a lot like religion right i grew up as a christian i grew up as a catholic christian um the idea behind that religion is always to give you something solid to hold on to and every every ounce of questioning or doubt is seen as an affront to god a huge sin and massively guilty so just accept that god is real your life will be fine everything will be stable and everything bad that's happening eh, god's plan
1: honestly sounds chill (laughs) <laughs> I wish it was. And, I mean, that's kind of the idea here with all the various prophecies and conspiracies and things that are happening. Again, like you just said, people want some control. And if they think, like, things are scary, having someone say, the end is coming, this is what you need to do. Or someone say, like, hold on, this is, there's actually a conspiracy. If we all work together, we can, you know, defeat the people... Kidnapping kids and eating them in pizza shops. I don't know, man. There's crazy shit happening.
0: Yeah, I had a discussion the other day with somebody here in Texas who uh, was talking about how like they don't understand why Call of Duty was banning the "Protect Our Kids" tag, and the the thing he didn't really like, understand, or like I had to try and explain to him, was because because that's not the reality of it, right? Like that implies that the trans folk in the gay community are actively doing what they're doing to pre, pre, uh, be predatory towards children when the, you know that thing that says protect our kids or whatever is insinuating and just kind of gives a quiet message of trans and gays are evil and they're doing all of these things so they can go into a bathroom and diddle people when in reality, look, do yourself a favor. And again, this is like a, re, a very first step of research. Go look at the sex offenders list. Just go look at it, go read it, go see who's on it. And find how many trans folk are on it compared to conservative straight white men. And that's just a start. And then you begin to do your research and you can, it begins to unravel. But when it begins to unravel, the people who are so embedded in it, it also creates a panic. Because it means their world isn't how they saw it. And so they'll do one of two things. They'll have a fucking time of like opening, like just trying to fucking research and learn things. Or they're going to do the simpler option Double down Mathis. You and I are on a, a wavelength today. I'm very excited for this. You guys, are vibing, Mathis and
1: Jesse vibing. We're, we're,
0: so here's the thing: we're always on that wavelength. It's just the alien things we're a little different about. That's well,
1: all. That's all. So, like, this is nothing new. The idea of what Mathis was just talking about is nothing new. No, yeah. Throughout history, we've seen waves. It's why authoritarians take control? Yeah, like, we've seen waves and waves of this when times get scary for a group of people. They turn to someone who tells them it's going to be okay. And spoiler: not all the time does that work out well. It's
2: the same thing as Uber Eats. It's the exact same thing as Uber Eats, right? I don't know what that means. I, I'm
0: very <laughs> eager to see where this like analogy is taking us. I, I
2: have, I have, I have a nice uh, setup where I, where I, where I live. I have a good situation. I wouldn't say that I live in luxury. I wouldn't say that I'm like a super, super rich man of any kind. But you're you live comfort- comfortably. I have a nice little apartment in Los Angeles somewhere. And what I certainly should not be doing to like make effective financial decisions is every once in a while order like seventy five dollars worth of food to my house to feed three people mm-hmm. uh you know when I can go outside and get it for you know almost like two thirds to like to like maybe even like half the price of the of the original thing, and even though for my entire life before the advent of food delivery, I was perfectly happy to jump in the car and go to Chipotle or go to McDonald's or do whatever every single day. Now that I can not go and make it come, even though it's in, it's not even in my best interest, it's not even like factually better or more convenient. It actually fucks me up more because it like in a short term way makes my life a little easier and takes some stress off my plate in a way at least that it feels like it's doing it i continue to do this over and over and over again because of something in me that's human rather than like me a consumer being like active and smart and like being like yeah. i shouldn't do that and you know i work on it i work on it all the time and i'm and i and i you know go through phases where i don't do it as much as i as i do and right now is a really good time for me right now i'm feeling good about it but it's like a human nature thing to just kind of like do the thing that's easier for yourself every time that's why we end up with less skills that's why we end up less educated that's why we end up less
0: confident about things and more like uh you know so you're saying uber eats is like double down doubling down on a conspiracy theory pretty much you just it's the easiest <laughs> it's the path of least resistance the path of, yeah yeah I, I think i got where you were going with that. so i mean like
1: i think the three of us I, I will focus it, focus this on um, Americans, since that's our life experience. If you're from outside the country, I'm sure you have a different experience than us. But if you're an American, obviously right now, what Alex just said, right, um, the major changes when it comes to technology and the uses of technology, that's a big thing right now. Social change is happening in this country. Boomers are getting older and dying. Thank God. Younger millennials and Gen Z do not have the same values as boomers and uh, like older Gen X people.
0: But may I interject, which is such a, something strange about that is it's the boomers and Gen X instilled these values into us as millennials. And then as we grew up and we we practice the values they taught us, it's like the reality of who these people were comes to the forefront. It's like preach it, but don't practice it, which is very, very weird as a millennial. For sure. No,
1: I think the problem is like boomers had it a different they had a different life experience than, than oh, yeah. anyone else. Gen X had the life experience of like boomers had all this stuff going for them. And <sighs> I don't know, man, like life kind of sucks. And they instilled, a- they pulled the ladder up behind them. But, but yeah, but they were just like, Gen X was just like, look, life's shit. And we know it is. So we're going to be apathetic and like crap about the whole situation. And then when it filtered down to millennials and, and now Gen Z, like the stuff that, we're mad yeah the again. stuff we see is just like what is even there's a reason why people are like I don't want to work I don't want to do this stuff like why would I work for you like, fuck these people yeah
0: why would I work a job for 40 hours a week that pays me minimum wage at a time where minimum wage should be $22 an hour to meet inflation yeah the, it just it's it's a it's unsustainable we're at the end well it's
2: not it's not really the boomers fault that they had their own they got uber eats that hard you know what i mean like it's not really the boomers fault like like, we, we're blaming the boomers right now because they kind of, like, when we look at as millennials especially, or, you know, I don't know what, what we all identify as, but let's just call it all, all millennials. I think that's good.
1: We're all millennials. We're all yeah. we're all Let's
2: just call us, like, all straight up millennials, right? Like, we look at Gen X and we're like, you're the children of the boomers, kind of, right? Like, you're like the, like the not the children, but like the direct follow-up to the boomers, a society right. that got the ideal America handed to them. And then relaxed because they thought it was done. Right. You know what I mean? And they got Uber e- they got Uber Eats super hard.
0: Yeah. It's it's the, re- the the realization that democracy is always work. You can never just chill. Yeah. Uh I think came to came to a realization of our of these people too late in the yeah. game.
2: And Gen X like also wanted to chill, but they also like didn't want to like just obviously like sort of like be, you know, boomers.
1: They didn't want to they didn't want to toss the cart. They didn't want to like <laughs> stir shit up. Right. But they also knew it sucked. They saw it sucked, but they, I mean, it's like a general notion that Gen X was pretty apathetic about the situation where they knew it was bad. They saw it was bad, but they were like, what can you do? It was like the
2: colonization of like counterculture by corporate interests. It was like so weird. It was so weird. It was like corporate businesses came in to like help people identify with the counterculture because there was no like hard... You know, it wasn't hard like it was in the 60s when it was like vagabonds out on the streets in the same
0: way. I still can't afford to buy a house and I'm 37 years old.
2: Yeah. But that's, but that's, you know, that's the millennial viewpoint, right? Right. Because millennials was how far it got after Gen X for us to be like, I remember when, what year, around what year it was, you know, 2008, 2009, where it started to become clear that like, uh oh. That's because when the recession
0: fucking hit us.
2: Yeah. But like, it's like, uh the market crash. It's like, uh oh, the world is actually not going to be catching my layup pass I was like just about to graduate from college and I was about to just jump into nothing so you know instead I went into YouTube but like that's that survival mindset so going back to going back to the boomers right like part of the reason why now I think they're Uber Eats getting Uber Eats so hard again is be just because their 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 really sort of unchallenged their unchallenging way of life is being kind of tested again in a way now by people that are so mad that it's not Gen X that's against them. It's like a real counterculture that really doesn't agree with them and doesn't like them.
0: I know we're sidetracking a lot, but the other thing I want to kind of tag onto that is like we all, boomers also now live in a in a, gen, in a world where the internet is at their very fingertips and misinformation is like everywhere, directly targeted at them because of algorithm stuff. And I'm not stupid. We all get algorithmed, right? We're all getting put into little echo chambers if we allow ourselves to do that. It's on you to not do that. I mean, I had a guy send me to the show uh, like a a tweet about vaccines and how X number of people got myocarditis or whatever about from this vaccine. So I did my due diligence. I just went to go check out the tweet, come to find out the guy who put up that, that uh, snapshot. And it was from the uh, CDC's website. So I had to go digging because the guy didn't put a link up. I finally found it and he cut off the bottom half of that research that says zero deaths from myocarditis in both age groups under the 50,000 tested here and the 50,000 tested here when you go to covid there are deaths from myocarditis that aren't that are, are reported and it's just like the whole the whole argument falls apart if you just take a fucking second and just don't trust the algorithm and just see if what you're being fed is the whole truth a lie a partial truth because the dude who took that screenshot very clearly cut that bottom part out on purpose because it undermined his entire fucking point on that tweet. But it doesn't matter because thousands of people were like, this is it. Oh, I knew it. People are dying from myocarditis. It's like, no, nobody's dying from myocarditis. Yeah, it's just easier. It's just easier to
2: hear the thing you want to hear and not look it up. Yeah, because it gives you, I'm right.
1: And uh, yeah, and not to mention, along with all that, the country, the nation, its values are changing. People of various colors and backgrounds are bringing unique perspectives, different perspectives to the forefront. And that, again, scares the shit out of people, right? It It's different. It's scary. If your whole life was one thing and suddenly someone comes along and says things need to be different, you get upset about that. And I, I very much understand. That's why zealots exist. Yeah. yeah. That's why
0: zealots come out is because they're like no we're normal this is the yeah. place this is the kind of temperature that cult leaders spring from yeah mathis god it's almost like you're right on the same page it's as almost you today. like you have been doing the show for almost six fucking
1: years together jesse and so again it makes sense why people would latch on to something like QAnon, mm-hmm. even at its most insane
0: which i haven't heard much about QAnon. i think after our jfk junior rfk RFK stepped in. He was like, I'm now, I'm now the important one. Everyone has this sort of
1: like, we got to, you know, latch on to something because they're scared. They're worried for the future. Life is spinning out of control. Something will make you feel, I don't know, like I'm a part of something. I can help stop this. I can reestablish control. Uh, something that, you know, the the rest of the world doesn't know yet. That's why they're doing this. They don't know what I know. I'm doing something with my life. All of this makes a person who feels helpless, less helpless, like you're part of something bigger than just your daily helpless life. And so, you know, I use QAnon as an example because one, it's recent and two, it's still very relevant and three, you know, it's complete and total nonsense. So to be clear, the roots of all this extend back into American history for a while. It's been a huge part of US politics, um, really truthfully, the whole thing begins, and this is history hat Jesse. Boop. Uh, it begins with the courtship of the Christian right by Republicans decades and decades ago, before I or anyone in this podcast was born. You talk about as that part of a strategy, maybe. Strategy, yeah, as a part of a strategy to win the South, and look, it worked. It worked. Maybe. A little too well, but it worked.
0: Can I tell you? Can I give you an example? Uh name will not be used, but somebody I'm very familiar with here out in Texas, they have a little thing, like a little wooden plaque up on their house, and it's like a prayer to God. And it's talking about if today's their last day, let them go out in honorable, blah, blah, blah. And at the very last bit of it, it says, and may I go out in a hail of empty shells by my body, and may God let me go out taking down the evil man who killed me today. And I'm like, God damn. Do you know who Jesus was? Are you aware of like what God in the Bible says? Because I don't think He says shoot the man. I think it says turn the other cheek. But I could be crazy. Maybe He says pull out your Glock and put a load in his ass. But I thought it was just a you know, it's nuts. But that's how it is out here. They 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 went after the the, the religious right and fostered hypocritical thoughts in lots of ways into their. Uh, they had to make an enemy for them to hate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it, it's pretty clear that. The Republican Party has become more of a religious Christian party than anything else. And sure, someone could argue with me on this, but I don't think it's arguable. They are very much like, this is who we are. They've rebranded themselves as this. And again, I hesitate to say Christian because no, you don't have to I was raised Christian. Yeah, and too. in my belief system... It's not, really the,
2: it's not really the Christians that are doing it. It's kind of like some people that are kind of kind of getting in there and not having to be too earnest about yes
1: it. i fundamentally believe they're not there's not a senator or representative who is teaching anything jesus said at all uh because it definitely seems hypocritical but what do i know i'm just a filthy lib so I'm like cuck myself with some facts fellas what do you say you want to go hang out at the bars and cut ourselves with some research what, like what i personally feel about the whole thing is it's sort of a mix of like conservative money ideology with televangelist wealth prosperity gospel and it's this thing like jesus says yeah. get yours F- F everyone else it's like if jesus was a tech bro it makes no sense i think it's super gross it's that american evangelical christianity vibe mega
0: church absolutely
1: yeah. it is it goes against the bible honestly but Lyndon whatever. b
0: johnson this is a quote from the president and it is true and this encapsulates it he says quote if you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice your pick in his pocket. Hell, give him somebody to look down on, and he'll empty his pockets for you. I mean, that's how the rich have run this country. Exactly!
1: For a long time, but, they, you know, well, it, doesn't, look, it doesn't matter what we think at the end of the day, because people who identify as QAnon, and I'm even going to say it to some extent MAGA, um, they're bombarded by... TV propaganda, internet propaganda, religious leader propaganda, and they're putting this bubble to mean like we have bubbles. I'm not gonna say we don't have, but the bubble they're in. Of course we do. The bubble they're in is one that keeps them pretty
0: locked in tight. I would like to think the people like us, anyway, even though we know we're in a bubble, we actively go out to try and find the sources of certain things to see if it's like if you hear something about a government doing this or or this, that, and the other, and you just buy it. You need to go look. Is there is there a policy that was passed, a bill that was proposed, an action that was taken by a governor somewhere? That's the stuff you should be going after and finding on your own.
1: Unless someone tells you you can't trust that information, in which case now they've got you. You know what I mean? Like it it makes it
0: very hard to get out of. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're for some reason you trust this person, but literally no one else, which is why they're
1: bought in so completely. And they're so deep in this culture. And it's this culture that during the 2020 election. Big millions of followers, Christian leaders on TV and social media began to prophesize that Donald Trump would win as a man anointed by God to see Christians through these dark times as, you know, the the trans youth are coming to take you along with the immigrants. They're going to get Dude, you and kill you.
0: All Can that you stuff. imagine putting yourself through sex change surgery and all the shit that goes with it? So you can just go to
1: get diddle. some like dude's conservative kid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> the
2: That's longest a lot. con. Yeah. I bet you'd be a pretty woman though. Imagine like straight dudes talking about that. Just like just straight up being like, dude, do you want to like go do that and then like change back so we can like go <laughs> back to being like <laughs> dudes again afterwards? <laughs> Are you guys into that? That makes no sense. Like, hey, like no let's sense. do that. Let's do it, guys. But like, also, like, how are we going to get back to being our regular, like, piece of shit bag cells?
0: But these people are being fed, and I'm getting this from like people that I know here. They're being fed basically the the belief that people can just walk into a doctor. And say, I want my child to have like sex change surgery, or I want it to sex change surgery, not realizing there's an enormous multi month, multi year sometimes lead up of psyche vows and medical testing and all this stuff before any of that can happen.
1: But then why do they believe that? And we're gonna get into this. We're gonna, I, I, I love this today because I'm
0: very excited. Oh, yeah, it's because they're scared of a new world. They don't feel fi- And I don't mean that in the way where, for those who may be listening and may be identifying with these people, I don't mean you're afraid in the way that like you are sitting in your room and you are scared. You're probably angry right? You're probably very angry because change is weird. And the change that be, that's being presented to you is being presented in a way that is non-factual, wholly antagonistic, and meant to make you feel like a victim of something that's not actually happening so that you can vote for the right person at the polls when the time comes.
1: Right. And again, that right person, according to these pastors and Christian leaders, was Trump and that he would win 2020 in a landslide. Of course, he did not. The thing that happened, crazily enough, when he didn't win, All of these prophets didn't apologize or recant. They doubled down. Let me give you some great examples. Robin Bullock, a pastor and televisionist from Alabama, said Trump was anointed by God that he would win the 2020 election in a red wave landslide. Of course, it didn't happen. Rather than admit he was making stuff up, he doubled down saying evil forces were at work in Washington and that Joe Biden usurped the will of God. Keep in mind. This is the same eighty-year-old Joe Biden they called Sleepy Joe. That yeah. dude
0: defeated God. Yeah. Let, let me. In, in like, if you think about it, right, and if you go back to twenty twenty, the idea of a red mirage had been talked about for weeks leading up to it. And the reason is, if you if you look back, Trump and the Republicans shat on and said, "Do not do mail-in voting. Only do voting in person. You can't trust mail-in voting," which is ridiculous. Because that's not true. Every over the 60 some odd court cases that Trump brought, he lost all but one of them. Um, And the one he lost, it was because the vote there was it was uh, there was like a voting problem and it was in Biden's favor. Don't do mail and vote. Only mail and vote in person. And he shot himself in the foot. Yeah. And so the early counting counting always does in person voting first. And then at the end, it does the mail in voting. So the idea of a red mirage is early on it's going to look like Trump's really winning, but once we start may- counting mail-in voting, which we're going to skew heavily Democratic because of the weeks and months of poisoning the idea of mail-in voting, it
2: just gives us those couple hours. Give you the, the justification for the whole conspiracy, yeah. and then on
0: top of that, what is it? Uh, uh, the added like the the COVID deaths are like. 80, 90, or something percent of is mostly just old conservatives who ended up dying in Southern I states. Mean, but also, which also he hits their, their specifically
1: voters. said in advance that oh, I won, and then I'm going yeah, to bed. Of course. Like you know, it was all it was all planned. Like he's not stupid. He definitely was like, oh yeah, uh, I won, and if anything happens, it's rigged. See you tomorrow. Like yep. you know, he anyway. So Robin Bullock was definitely bought into this, and again, like I said, he doubled down. And the goalpost started moving. Robin created a new prophecy where Biden will be out of office in 2021 by the ides of March, saying that since in a video Biden tripped. Nice. Yeah. Saying since in a video Biden tripped going up some stairs, it was God actively trying to take him out. Don't worry about the time Trump tripped. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about that. And let's be fair
0: Biden can barely stay awake. The man is ancient and decrepit. He is.
1: I mean, he's an old man,
2: like any 80 year old, like, you know, <laughs> he's not, he's not a particularly, he's actually an extremely healthy 80 but year old But He's 80. just, yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's just
1: old as fuck. Like just, yeah. I'm like, very much for like, let's keep our representatives younger, please. Yes, please. But that's a different, that's a <laughs> different yeah. topic. Yeah. Makes, much different topic. for everything. Yeah. So this Christian pastor went on to explain that like, he did a whole Ides of March bit where he explained in ancient Rome saying it was the day for settling debts and that finalities come in the (laughs) Ides of March. He then said this, which is just, this is a new prophecy. Again, these are directly
0: from God. Mathis, enjoy. I believe that on the 15th of March, a power came into the earth to remove tyrants from their seats of authority. Bullet continued. Into the earth. And a few days after that, you saw Biden fall, trying to get up... (laughs) This is so stupid. He saw Biden fall, trying to get up to Air Force One, and he couldn't get up there. He finally had to just grab each side and run. The first time it was a little stumble. The second one was a bigger stumble, and the third one he fell all the way down. He's finished. He's done. Did we just forget that Trump fell a bunch too? Because he's old and fat. Doesn't matter
1: because that's because that's not God <laughs> trying to take a man out. It's just yeah. It's like it's not even worth entertaining this type of shit.
0: Because that was Satan trying to kill him
2: got it yeah it's just so wild it's just such a it's such a wild stance to take it just it just reeks of like i think i'm maybe this is fine like it's okay now maybe Old man
0: trips more at 11
2: yeah maybe, maybe god is gonna just oh look he tripped oh what's oh thank god he's gonna be okay america's
1: gonna be Can, all right as, you know it's 2023 right now he then continued to move the goalposts and every year he has done so last year he kept doing it and he his new one is trump will win in 2024, and Become a three-term president. Cool. Which means this man would be president through twenty thirty two. There's no way in hell he lives that long. No, no way Trump makes it twenty thirty two. There's no way. I, I, I mean, I can't, we'll see. I mean, if he, I guess he got the money for the health care, but like, no. <laughs> if you're dude. telling me that Biden is too old the- and slow to do it at eighty, Trump is only three years Trump. younger than him, dude. Like, come fucking on, come Trump on. Trump
0: had a speech yesterday or the day before. Where he was talking about his run against other Republicans in 2016. And he was talking about running against Bush, George Bush, who sent them into Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm like, yeah. Man, dude, Jeb, you mean Jeb? Jeb didn't do any of that.
1: Oh. You know, he's not the only evangelical leader who created goals and then, you know, created these goalposts and pushed them further and further away. In 2021 alone, according to Newsweek, um, Charlie Shamp. President of Destiny Encounters International, which is a just great. First of all, that's a three, sto- that's a three stooges, <laughs> Yeah, uh, He said this,
2: Alex. I saw the flag of the United States begin to lower, and I saw Joe Biden's health diminish. The administration that sits in the White House is under the judgment of God, and we are going to see the health of the man who sits in the White House
0: begin to diminish and I saw the American flag lowered to half staff. Are you telling me an elderly man is getting more elderly?
1: Yeah. So apparently, God is going to kill Biden. I guess is the thing we're going to do. Um, and he has continued since then, since that time to create even more. Biden will get his prophecies. Cat Kerr, a pink-haired preacher from Jacksonville, Florida, has had frequent visits to heaven, according to her. Declared a year ago that God told her. Not only would Trump win in a landslide, but that he would serve for eight more years as president.
0: (laughs) These people are no longer pretending they want democracy, which is kind of the scarier thing for me than uh, their fucking other stuff. It's it's
1: nobody wants nobody. It's just crazy but people. these, these like, aren't just crazy people. these yeah. are people who have millions of followers online around the world in their churches where they like have these are televangelists yeah, they people. don't really know what they're saying like like it's not
2: like they have like an outline in their mind of how this would really go for trump to get eight more years as a president it's not like they're like and then i understand the civics of how he could possibly unlock that power and that he could like go from here to here and like somehow while in in office as president like, make it happen. happening
0: right now is stuff like uh the daily wire uh a big right-wing site they had a thing go up the other day two or three days ago that said that they uh they do not want that people don't shouldn't have the right to vote some people shouldn't have the right to vote because they don't know what they're doing and that is just an assault on our right to vote yeah that's that's the thing because again.
1: Once you get in that weird, scary place where, you know, literally these people are like, we have to, the president needs to die. When your enemy needs to die, like saying, oh, people shouldn't vote. That's nuts. That's nuts. And what's crazier is they don't, like, you don't even, like, okay, let's say any of these prophecies came true. Like Biden died. Uh, Then there would be a vice president who would take over, not Trump. Like it makes no, like the logic fallacies are crazy. Anyway, Hank Kunneman. A pastor uh, for the Lord of Her- Host Church in Omaha, Nebraska, is another prophet who kept moving the goalposts. After continually asserting that Trump had won uh, the election, that it was stolen, he told um, this uh, other guy, uh, I think his name is Steve Schultz, in uh, September that God was going to turn things around. And this was September of uh, 2021. And this is another thing for you, Matthew. This is a conspiracy theory that
0: God is trying to kill Joe Biden. I don't know, man, but if God is if this is all true and God's trying to do all this stuff, I don't know if I want to go to heaven. I don't think it's like a cool place. Is this
2: Jesse's episode about whether or not
0: God is trying to kill
1: Joe no, Biden? This is, no, this isn't this is no. This is going someplace. Right,
0: we've got 4 months that's going to finish up this year, and God has a certain thing that he is poised to do and he is doing. So don't give up, Cutterman said in a transcript released by Right Wing Watch. Don't think that the year is coming to a close and we aren't going to see the hand of God. No, it's going to continue and it's going to be revealed in 2022. It was not.
2: (laughs) Johnny Enlow. It is now 2022. Johnny Enlow
1: is a Pentecostal preacher who literally posted a photo on Facebook of Trump with a golden crown and said that Trump would be restored to power and that Biden's inauguration doesn't mean anything. He also said there would be two Trumps in the office at one point, a former president. And one of his sons. Spoiler. None of these people have apologized or recanted. They keep doubling down. And basically they say.
0: scared people feed them money.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I looked this up because I, I, I was like, hmm, so these are false prophets. What does the Bible say? about false prophets
0: they should be first, killed my question jesse they should be which killed. version of the bible there's so many vif- different versions well,
1: all the versions say that okay. if you are a false prophet you first off shouldn't have a church anymore number one but number two in the old testament you you should be killed so it's weird that they you know keep doubling down i feel like maybe they have to because in their own established canonical life they're just like well Dude, if I'm lying to
0: you, you gotta can't. kill him. Like there's a, I, I, I keep. I'm sorry. I just have so many examples. There's another another person that I know who refused to get the vaccine because he was convinced that it was like microchipped and you're gonna get sick. I got it. I, you know, my girlfriend got it. Three years later, you know, he still won't get it for same reasons. But we're still alive. We ain't. That's because they're waiting
1: to activate the chip, dude. They're waiting to activate the chip. Why, don't God, worry. They,
0: would they poison and microchip the people who would listen to their suggestions? That makes. No,
1: Because it's part of the plan, sheeple. Don't you get it? Meanwhile, Jeremiah Johnson, a Charlotte, North Carolina-based prophet, who said (laughs) Trump would win in 2020, admitted on January 7th how wrong he was. And the result was he got multiple death threats, thousands of angry emails, and he added... That he never dreamed that such a barrage of satanic and witchcraft attack would come from the charismatic Pentecostal people. So literally he was shocked that the people that he had forever been like, this is a scam and it's terrible. And Trump's going to, he's shocked those people would turn on him.
0: That's The party of face-eating tiger surprised the tiger ate their face.
1: Well, I mean, it, again... If you look at when Trump does uh, uh, speeches and stuff now and he does rallies, he will say things that are positive about the vaccine. He'll be like, I helped make the vaccine. He'll say stuff about like his yeah. allies and Dude, stuff. He said
0: you need ID to buy bread. I mean,
1: like if those allies or if those um, people that he likes says he likes or the vaccine stuff, look at the crowd. They hate that shit. He created a Frankenstein's monster of people that don't even like things he's saying now.
2: It's like uh, it's like uh, Hunter S. Thompson or Ernest Hemingway, um, you know, guys that sort of like create a version of themselves that's like speaks to something about a large group of people, and it's not square with the person, and it just comes to life on its own, and they eventually, you know, start to feel pressure about that, and maybe can't live up to that image. But Trump is not like a compassionate person. Like he's not going to like look inside and reflect on the folly of creating such a thing. He's just going to like Fargo his way all the way up to the top. And, you know, instead of, uh, you know, facts and policy, the, the strategy for keeping him in office is basically the same strategy that the kids used in Peter Pan when Tinkerbell was about to die and they just wanted Tinkerbell, but to come back to life, that's
0: a key word right there to say the word policy, Right. Because like whenever this stuff comes up for me, it's not a, for me. I try. To, it's not about the the culture war. I don't give a shit about that because it's, it's not really an, a problem there. It's just a thing uh, that they use to rile people up. I always, if anybody ever brings it up out here, and I don't know what it is about the South, but they're always like eager to start talking about politics and like how they're right. The the there's two questions I level out at them. One, what policies have the current administration put in place that are hurting you more than helping you? Two. What are the policies that the previous administration put into place that helped you that are no longer in place and hurting you? And you know what the answers are? They don't have most people one. don't know. To be honest, most know. people don't, don't, know. Don't, don't follow don't, They or don't know read and follow politics in an right. actual way. It's a club.
1: It's just a the vibe they get right. Yeah. It's also team where yeah. politics is a team-based sport now. Yeah. So people don't really think they're like, it's red versus blue, which is a Trump's terrible way to do like things. Biden but-
0: opened the border when in reality, Biden kept almost all of Trump's immigration plans in place but they don't know they that. hated obama for the same thing and obama they called was him the king of deporting of deporting he deported more people than trump did yeah,
1: he did way more people yeah so whatever it's all yeah i'm i know a lot of people have issues with obama and what he did but anyway yeah i am one of them just think about all this all the like people out there who are so firm in their beliefs that even saying i was wrong is considered evil and more important That people would turn against their own belief system, the basic goodness and kindness of Christianity, for example, to preserve their new view of the world. And so that is why for this episode, we finally got here, kids. Why I wanted to ask this question, why is it when someone buys into a prophecy or buys into a conspiracy theory that is then completely proven to be wrong, why don't they admit they're wrong? Why do they double down and double down again? Thankfully. Back in the 1960s, a wonderful book on social psychology called When Prophecy Fails was published by authors Leon Festinger, Henry Reichen, and Stanley Shatner. It is really good. If you've never read the book, find it online. If you want to get on Audible, there's a short version and, like, the actual full version. Get that full ash version. It is very good. Um, Basically, it all starts with, with the group of them. Uh, They were doing sort of a prophecy kind of like study at the time, and they were trying to figure out, you know, why people buy into prophecy. But turns out that while they were doing it, they read a headline on December 21st that said, Prophecy from Planet, Clarion Call to City, Flee that Flood, It'll Swamp Us. This prophecy was one that was delivered in Chicago by a housewife named Dorothy Martin Who dabbled in automatic
0: writing? Mmm, a a classic like idea of how to like communicate with ghosts or gods, where like you kind of—it's almost like the idiometer effect or whatever the idiometer, whatever fucking that effect is—that that that the Ouija board kind of operates off of. That idea of like your hand kind of just writes automatically, but it's the subconscious, man. That thing is powerful.
1: Well, I'm not doing it, and you're not doing it, right? It's basically someone putting pen to paper, and the writer isn't consciously writing they are you know spiritually connecting to something else that is controlling the writing process it's used a lot in spiritualism and occultism uh i just found out while doing this research that arthur sir arthur conan doyle and wb yeats like all these different people were involved with the automatic writing
2: process 100% yeah conan doyle was like he ran the whole gamut he like just he was like a true believer for a long time
1: i think so in the case of dorothy Her writing detailed a catastrophe predicted for December 21st. She claimed to be receiving messages from superior beings from a planet she referred to as Clarion. These messages include a prophecy that Lake City and large portions of the United States, Canada, Central America, and Europe would be destroyed by a flood before dawn on December 21st, 1954. The twist, of course, is that through her... These aliens would come and save believers from the flood. Turns out through association and I guess like people she knew, she grew a following. And the writers who were doing, you know, again, researchers, uh, research on prophecies and groups of believers and stuff, they were like, can we infiltrate this group? And so they did. They became Dorothy's followers. They joined the group to collect data before the 21st of December. So they were embedded in this whole thing.
0: Yeah, we believe you. Yeah. Oh, Dorothy. Oh, hail Dorothy. Yeah, world's ending. All right. Just going to write in my notebook real quick. Yeah. hail Dorothy. Got it.
1: They, they watched the members and they watched what they did. Some left jobs. Some lost their jobs. Some neglected or ended their studies. Some ended relationships or friendships with non-believers. Some gave all their money away. Most tried to give away all their possessions before their departure on the flying saucer. Some. Literally stood bare-ass naked on the front lawn, waiting to be taken away. I'd do that for fun. Yet, spoilers, did not happen. The day of the Great Flood came and went, and in reaction, various members of the prophecy group of this cult, the uh, researchers noticed some fascinating details. Using observations, Festinger, Reichen, Schachner, developed theories about how these people reacted. Right, because they sat there and they studied them. They still stuck around afterwards. They were like, "Okay, what happens now?" The prophecy clear. That would be the more interesting point for me is like, what happens after it doesn't happen? Yeah, they're like, "What happens?" Why are you still buying into this? And because they're embedded, they can see it in real time. And so, you know, they developed theories on how people might be expected to behave when faced with a specific type of dissonance arising from a failed prophecy. And, um, you know, why was it that a few people simply left the group, but others doubled down and became even more extreme in their beliefs. And the writers identified five conditions they believe led to this type of doubling down and increased fervor. Number one was, and I, you know what? I will uh, just let you guys read this. This is for Alex and Joy. A belief must be held with deep conviction, and it
2: must have some relevance to action, that is... To what the believer does or how
1: he or she behaves. So this is the same kind of faith that a very religious person would have, right? It's the, it's why you see connections between pastors and televangelists with like MAGA and QAnon. One who is inclined to believe in faith is more inclined to believe in another thing that you have to take on faith.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to, and I'm trying to say this as like an insulting way, but religion primes the mind to accept things without evidence. That's the entirety of my experience in Catholicism from birth to I mean really I went to Catholic school all the way to college like I went to Catholic high school Catholic elementary school and that's all it is and anytime I ever asked questions is it was it was well that's well God wanted it that way or God did it that way and there was never the answer if you didn't know the answer then the answer was God it was cuz God's plan and that's it and you're kind of primed to I- latch onto things without seeing evidence. And I know, you know, the laugh of like aliens and all that stuff, but you know, let's, let's ground myself in reality for a moment. Like, yeah, I love the conspiracy of aliens and there's a lot of fun stuff out there. That's like nonsensical. I fucking had a phone call with Santel last night because he was talking to me about a pyramid under Alaska <laughs> suppressing human thoughts. And I was like, I don't know if I can go that far. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> well, um, of course he was. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I love that man. Uh, he was a great conversation, but like, you know, my, my, stake in the alien world comes from the videos that we are being given to given by government and stuff and I understand I make a lot of leaps it's it's both for fun and because I really want it to be true but I still am striving for evidence of some kind I need a video I need government papers that are like legitimized I need things that are physically there as much as I may pretend otherwise because without them you're just believing in another God the
2: concept of faith in like religions, especially like Christianity. I'm only Catholic, so I can only speak really from that. I mean, I'm not actually Catholic now, like practicing yeah. Catholic, but I was raised. Catholic. I was,
0: yeah, I had communion. Yeah. I was, uh, uh, I did communion too. What was the, the, where you get your fake name in the middle? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't I don't know that I did that. Oh, your confirmation confirmation. Yeah. What's your confirmation yeah. name, Alex? I wasn't confirmed likely. oh, I was confirmed I did confirmation, Francis. but I don't have a name. I don't think oh, I had to so. pick a name of a saint that would be what my uh, another middle true? name that gets added to my name, but not legally, just religiously. My confirmation name was Francis after Saint Francis
2: yeah, well, my point my point is just like the actual like religious like sort of spiritual concept of faith is like a very multifaceted sort of like mm-hmm. complex idea, but like the people in your church who you asked probably weren't like religious philosophers who are ready to debate.
0: No. They were brothers of the Sacred Heart. Yeah,
2: and have like a real conversation with you about it. And so, really like the reason that I think that religion sometimes uh doesn't work so well is because you end up with people in the like teaching position who are motivated by other things besides just like ding ding, that's it for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like deep knowledge and stuff like that, and you just say things because you don't know and you're you're kind of like safe bet is to just be like because God, dude. Yeah. Hello? 100%. And and I think that's I think that's kind of what this the, the quote that I just read was kind of about is like that's how the the church preserves itself, but in reality the belief itself isn't just like God doesn't have any evidence and you should just believe it blindly. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like I don't know. I mean I don't know the the truth I'm not a religious philosopher. I think there's more to that
0: viewpoint from the Catholic but, angle. My dude, like if you remember Catholicism, it's built into the myth, doubting Thomas. Yeah, exactly. Doubting Thomas is somebody that was brought up and drilled in my brain over and over again, the man who doubted Jesus, the man who doubted God, and now could not, never get into heaven. And that shit yeah. is, it, it may be like taught to you once or twice, but as a kid, that shit buries itself. And this, the fear yeah. of me doubting God and doubting Jesus lasted for a long time until I discovered yeah. Um, basically the Gospels that were dropped from the Bible. And I discovered the amount of edits that went through multiple different versions of the Gospel, including the Nazarene uh, Council.
2: And also you never got like a full religious education. Like yes, it did. you, you, no, I mean like no, you, didn't you go weren't to, like a
0: religious scholar. Whoa, you went to no, no, like, no. okay, my bad. I yeah. thought you meant like, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, no,
1: no,
2: no. That's the thing. Like you're operating off like what they taught a kid a didn't long teenager, time ago. No, probably and what, what a
1: Sunday school teacher you taught you to be honest. On Monday, like,
0: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at school. I went to a Catholic school. Oh shit. I had religion class every single day. I had religion class every single day I had Bible readings. Every single day I had all these things. I know this shit better than most people out where I live know this shit.
2: Yeah. But you never get to go anywhere outside of no. the concrete answers or anything like that. And then that's what most people in the religion get because they don't like love it right. and want to like go deeper. And like, it, one of you the know, things that it's not even really encouraged th- to like have free thought in that way, unless you're like an expert. The first thing
0: that made me question, I can remember is like, why is there nothing in the Bible between Jesus's childhood and him being an adult? Where is everything in between? Those
1: are the last years, man. He was in the desert,
0: dude. No, the answer is gospel of Thomas. They exist and you can read them. Right. Well, they don't. It's complicated, bro.
1: It's un, like, that's why they took it out,
0: dude. The God, God acts like any teenager would. He will, he killed people because he could, because he would get mad at them. He would go home and Mary would teach him the lesson he needed to learn. And then he would go back and bring them back to life. Like Jesus was in, in many ways. And God, is that Thomas, true? I don't human. know that I buy into this. 100, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent, dude. I hundred percent, hundred percent of Thomas. It's the gospels that were taken out in 1945. They were taken out. I'll give you a link just so you can go research it, Jesse. In 19, the Bible was missing them, and ni- so pre 1945 Bibles would have this stuff. There's a Gospel of Thomas right there.
1: There's many. There's many gospels
2: that didn't make it into the Bible that are out there. Yeah. Oh,
1: I mean, yeah, the Council of Mycenae... Like, I I get the like Romans going through and picking and choosing. Like, I get that.
0: Yeah, but no, look at you can see the old like the old ass broken papers from sure, ancient sure. sure. Times. Uh,
1: what, I, what I'm saying is that the just in general, the idea of what the Bible is, a lot of the things are written yeah. well after the fact. So what happens or didn't happen, like, the best I can use the Bible for is, like, some stories to tell you to be a good-ass person. Like, that's, uh, from, like, a skeptic standpoint, it is parables to teach you to be a good human being. Like, that's mm-hmm. the best I can do with it. Because evidentiary, okay. like, a lot of it's written hundreds of years after the fact, a thousand years after the fact. Oh, like, it. who knows, right? And, and then it's written and rewritten and, and changed and edited yeah. from different translations
0: and like. like the King James Bible was edited specifically so the man could get a divorce.
1: Yeah. The gospel
2: of Thomas was actually found in 1945. So right. it's actually an old, like an,
0: like a, like an ain like a early Christianity, proto Gnostic Christianity, like early, early on.
1: Yeah. Withheld withheld of old. Sure. But the question is who wrote it? Why do they write it? Like those things we don't know.
0: Yeah. They don't know who wrote it. The terms that are used in the gospel are translated to twin or other or something. And uh, so the, the scholars don't believe Thomas actually wrote it, but it was written around the same time the rest of the Gospels were being written.
1: Yeah, it's like thousands. It's, it's old. Uh, it's like a real, it's a real Gospel. Back to the cultists and, and uh, you know, prophecy nuts here. Uh, the second thing that increased their fervor was this one. And this is for you, Mathis.
0: The person holding the belief must have committed himself to it. That is, for the sake of his belief, he must have taken important action that is difficult to undo. In general, the more important such actions are, the more difficult they are to undo, the greater the, is the individual's commitment to the belief.
1: This is literally sunken cost fallacy. 100%. They've put in too much time or effort or money or support or whatever it is for the cause, and they simply can't back away now. They're too committed.
0: Even more simple, Pride be like stepping in front of like maybe family members who have different beliefs or your friends or different beliefs of you. And then your belief ends up not being right. Your pride is going to be fucking sure. gutted. So you've lost something. You've invested something that you need to double down on.
1: You're looking for like a, you're looking for like a secret way for you still to yeah. be right. Yes. Basically. yes. Uh, the next one, number three on this list of five, Alex, this is for you. The belief must be sufficiently specific and
2: sufficiently concerned with the real world so that events may unequivocally
1: refute the belief Mm. this is the idea that if i'm in a ufo cult and i believe that ufos are going to show up at 5 p.m today if they don't show up and you have no evidence to prove that they never showed up then i still have the door open that like Maybe they did show up, but like something went wrong. Maybe something happened. It changed the timetable it's, or, you know, like, how can you prove me wrong? Otherwise, it, it, you're you're the one who doesn't believe I they were going to be here at five. But like they got caught up in traffic. It's you know, what I mean?
0: Uno reverse guard. People who make claims, it's upon them to provide the evidence to show their claims are true. But if you can't do that, whoop! well, you don't have evidence. It didn't happen. Well, yeah, right, because right. that is the evidence that it didn't happen because it didn't happen. You're trying
2: to, start to like control reality in your imagination so that you can continue to hold your
0: beliefs, basically. you got to rationalize. Right. Yeah. Number four
1: on this. Uh, I believe this is for you, Mathis.
0: Such undeniable disconfirmatory evidence must occur and must be recognized by the individual holding the belief. So disconfirmatory
1: evidence is basically evidence that already supports a prior held belief. When you hit someone with other evidence, they will do something like we've seen over the past few years, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, that, you know, your crazy uncle who, you know, had several news stories about January 6th, and he tells you, you know, like, it was was an inside job, and you give him all this stuff, you give him all this research, he'll look at you and be like, fake, those are, I don't trust those sites, they aren't real, that's not real. You'll say, but are
2: you aware that Commander, the president's dog, has bitten eleven Secret Service agents
1: since Biden took office? It's the it's the idea of, um, you know, upon recognizing the falsification of an event, right? Something that's totally made up. Someone will say, "I believe X. I observed Y, but I still choose to believe X." Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what that kind of means. The last one is for you, Alex. The individual believer must have social support. This is the easiest one. I think, honestly, I think most people, if you were to name any culty group, QAnon, for example, a- anyone, doesn't matter. I think most people fall into this as an individual. You may walk away from shit, right? If you believe in something, you may walk away. But because of social pressure, social groups, you're surrounded by other believers. You stay not because you believe because that's your social group. Those are your friends and they believe. And so they're keeping you going and you want to be a part of that. You want to have a social we're social beasts. We want to have friends in a lot of places like Mathis was talking about the south. He said a lot of people want to talk about this stuff all the time. It's and crazy. so if that's what you talk about just in gatherings. Then it, you want to be it. on the right side because you want them to like you. And that's just the thing it's, that happens. And that's
0: similar to religion. Walking away from the church means walking away from basically your social support because a lot of people who were brought up in the church. Like, again, I'm speaking about Catholicism because yeah. that's my experience. But, you
1: know, Scientology,
0: Mormonism, like anything oh, like exactly, you can go to all the extremes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying from personal, like, you know, uh, experience, like walking away sure. from the religion can can ruin relationships, like, ruin friendships, ruin relationships between you and family members, depending on, like, the belief system.
2: Yeah, it's funny to think about it, but it's like, okay, like, imagine you're arguing with somebody over something empirical, right? Like, something provable, something that's, like, yes or no. hmm And you come with, like, the one piece of evidence that you need, like just absolutely credible, defining evidence. And they're like saying the opposite thing. And then they like reach out to the crowd and get joined by one more guy that believes the thing that that guy believes. Now they're both yelling it at you and you're just standing there still holding the one piece of evidence that still invalidates their entire argument, which is just simply that they're right and you're wrong. And then they get four or five more people to show up. And now there's like... 10 people yelling at you or whatever it is, you know, (laughs) nine, whatever. I don't know what number I got to. There's a large group of people yelling at you and you're still just standing there with the one thing. And even though you're right and you are invincible in the, in the realm of fact, it feels better to be on the angry team than it does to be the guy with the one evidence, because it's scary and everybody's the only way to fight something that's true is to just yell at it and be,
1: and make it unpleasant. for people to like tell you you can see how ridiculously hard it is to pull someone from their belief system especially if they're fanatical about it and surrounded by others who are the same the crazy thing is we have evidence from other studies done after this one as well since the 60s 12 other groups have been studied like this all with the prophecy all that failed and then this sort of disconfirmation that results from it and five patterns were observed the first is survive and begin proselytization. The next is survive and then continue the proselytization that that was happening before the prophecy failed. There's also survive and then decline in the amount of proselytization you're doing. There's survive and don't proselyze, and then there's don't survive. Just you just don't survive. Just fucking Here, die, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like here's the thing though, of the twelve groups they studied. Only one just shut down and went away. The other 11 stayed and continued to make new false prophecies. It continued to to be active. According to Wikipedia, in addition to proselytization, there are other adaptive strategies, including reaffirmation and rationalization, which are influenced not by only this in-group support happening, but also decisive leadership, sophistication of ideology, the vagueness of the prophecies, um, ritualized framing, and the organization of the group, right? Rationalization can often go to lengths uh, to justify a false belief. Like, you can literally rationalize your own false belief based on things that are happening around That's you a, one of the more it's popular the same forms way that of, you make yourself feel better about anything yeah yeah you know yeah one of the more popular forms of rationalization is spiritualization where in the event that something doesn't happen here on earth you can simply say it's happening in heaven and here's the thing if we circle back to the trump loss of 2020 that is exactly what was happening with all of those pastors while Trump lost they went on to say every single one of them There is a war happening on the spiritual plane. The heavenly forces are battling evil. They did crazy. I swear to God, find the video on YouTube. There's a video where these pastors are sitting around talking about a photo of the White House. And it was like a storm. But they took one still shot and were like, that is a gateway to hell above the White House. They're summoning in demons. And that is why we have to fight them. Like that kind of stuff. And they said, you know, because Trump didn't win, the real battle is happening between heaven and hell and that god is winning we just need to continue doing this because we will take down so
2: it just Biden. absolves reality of uh, conforming to
1: any sort absolutely of, yeah. yeah
0: the yeah. god whose son was a fucking socialist chose trump <laughs> this doesn't make any sense
1: <laughs> well and, and 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 i've looked into this because it didn't make sense to me either but the reason why is cuz they do that i i, I honestly the i wish i perfect
0: man doing god's yeah, plan yeah yeah uh, yes uh, there you go as opposed yeah. to him fitting more to a T what the Antichrist would be when he arrives on Earth?
1: God chose him because he was impor- imperfect. That's the that's the bit. My dude
2: held an upside-down Bible, dude, like on camera for real. Like, he, dude, he held the Bible upside-down.
0: If that's not... He said on camera yesterday that you need ID to buy a loaf of bread. And that's why we need voter ID. You
1: know, some people uh buy into that, I guess. Not me, but... And they were like, yeah! He also said windmills are killing whales. Just so you know. Windmills are why, why whales are attacking, not us harming the environment anyway it's like the motorboat propeller uh to the manatee right, yeah. in the <laughs> um so yeah. you know this of course then translates to even more crazy things like how the government is filled with clones and how mm-hmm. trump is secretly still in power and how there's a string of child rapist cabalists and jewish space lasers and all sorts of things and pizza shit. that are yeah. insane genuinely insane yet still believed by a lot of people in this country do you guys think that the like sex trafficking
2: like kingpins like care who they have in the kitchen up there making the pizza in the cover restaurant like do you think that's important
1: to them I don't think the people upstairs know what's going on in the basements. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: The, ch- the people upstairs are just happy for the t- yeah, free Yeah, they're just labor. happy to have
1: a job, dude. It's 2023. It's it's like no, it's no, like- they got free child labor happening coming out from the basement. <laughs>
0: That's
1: so messed up. It's like up. a poltergeist
0: situation. They're like, oh, hey, it's uh, oh. a <laughs> little girl. like, I don't speak English. You built the pizza place <laughs> on an ancient child trafficking ring. <laughs> it's the bag. is an eight-year-old flipping pizza. I don't know what you want. Mathis has never seen the movie Poltergeist. <laughs> I have not. I've seen clips of it, though.
1: So, all right. Here's the question, then. We're here. We exist in this world. It's a thing that's happening. How do we then pull back from the madness? Well... Smoke weed. Chill out. <laughs> Listen to some records. Eat some barbecue. Matthew yeah. J. Sharps uh, details something called true believer syndrome, which goes into detail about this and you know the true believer behavior. After a predicted apocalypse or prophecy fails to happen, using the 2012 Mayan end times prophecy, which was something I used to joke about that a was lot, great. dude,
0: that was great. what was the last time you were afraid that you might be af- like, was there any world ending event you thought was maybe happening as a kid?
2: I entertained, I entertained the Mayan one at best from a mm, like no literary creative writing, maybe from like a creative writing standpoint at the mo- like at like from a like creative creative earnest creative tumblr post era that's as far as i ever went into entertaining the mayan the only one
1: that got me was y2k because that's what me yeah y2k was one where people actively were doing things to prevent it like Mm-hmm. Microsoft and people were making changes because they thought it would like destroy the world. So like that one kind of got me, where I was like, maybe this could be real. But then 2000 appeared and it was fine. Everything was fine. So it was like, whatever. Yeah. But maybe they fixed it. I don't know. Who knows? That's the only one that <laughs> I even remotely was like, oh shit, this could be... But admittedly, most of it was like, banks will have... I, I don't even know how. I wasn't old enough to be involved in banking, that's for Literally, sure. So same. I didn't care. It was just a scary thing. Um, But anyway... Uh, Matthew goes into this idea of like, okay, we're going to use 2012 and the Mayan prophecy to kind of figure out what contributes to the psychological factors that compel people to continue a belief or even have a stronger belief despite a conflicting reality. And again, this is even more information. I'm coming coming to you with facts today. The first thing that he found was subclinical disassociation, disassociative. Tendencies. While not mental illness, this isn't mental illness. People with subclinical disassociative, dis, god damn, dissociative tendencies, that is a word, have a higher inclination to experience disconnection with immediate physical reality and a propensity to see highly improbable things with enhanced credulity. Uh, basically at the biker bar who like
2: tells you some crazy bullshit that happened outside that didn't go down. Yeah. Like he, he, and again, this
1: one's probably going to be a poke at Mathis, but Uh, no, he said that it's not about being crazy, but people who have subclinical dissociative tendencies, they're more inclined to believe in paranormal thinking. Sure. Right. Like this is just a thing that happens. The next one, cognitive dissonance. The more one invests in a belief, the more value one will place in this belief. And as a consequence, be more resistant to facts, evidence, or reality that contradict the belief. This connects. Well, the
0: more they invest into them, the more that becomes their identity.
1: Right. It's who they are. It's why you see people who cover their car in like Trump's face and you're like, that's, that's your personality now, dude? No, I want to be on. like, hey,
2: how the fuck is anybody supposed to read this shit? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Have you
0: ever seen a Biden car? No, because no insanity? one's like that.
1: No one's going to go out on a limb and be like, that's my dude. No one. I saw a few people that had, like, a bunch of Bernie stickers, but, like, it was like four or five Bernie stickers. It was like a whole car covered in, like, nonsense. The next one, Gestalt Processing. In the continuum of human information processing, people with gestalt processing will consider a concept without detailed analysis and accept the idea as a whole relatively uncritically. Essentially, people who, for example, are more likely to believe in aliens or the paranormal are more likely to believe that a Mayan prophecy is going to happen without even knowing about it. They're just more likely to buy into the idea from jump you
2: view you view everyone in the fringe as an ally somewhat it's like when you see somebody who smokes weed and
1: you like totally like relax right away even though Yep,
0: and then you sit down and they start preaching weird things to you You're like well actually
1: yeah exactly <laughs> the next one is availability heuristic under the mental shortcut of availability heuristic people place more importance and give more weight to a belief when examples related to the idea are more readily recalled Most often because they are recent information and the latest news. And this one is great because I think about this a lot. Basically, it's the idea that, you know, at the time, the Mayan calendar thing was huge. Everyone was talking about in 2012. It was a date that, like, in December 2012, it's going to happen. We're going to run up to that. People's judgments and, you know, biases towards that were affected by the news. It's a thing that happens today. You know, like, when a news outlet... You know, let's say one of the crazier ones tells you that Trump won the election; it was all rigged, and people still hear that to this very day. My man, <laughs> even if it's yeah, verifiably one hundred percent false. News, yeah. Like Mathis said earlier, sixty plus cases were thrown out because there's nothing; there's no evidence. But people are still hammered with it, so it's on top of mind, right? It's still it's still there, and that I think is is another one of them. Um. So the question becomes: It's like being
2: like it's like being like. What happened to it's? It's like li- recency bias. Well, it's like living through the like submarine disaster, and then somebody else going missing and being like, "Are they in a submarine?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> like it's, like, it's like that, that's well, exactly. Well, dude, what when it is. the
0: submarine disaster, there were people who like aliens came and co- took them out of the sub before it exploded. I'm like, what? Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, it, the the real conspiracy there with that sub that exploded is that the U.S. government, the the the, the people talked about days before they heard. Some sort of explosion. James Cameron knew,
2: man, he he. there's like a vlog of there's like a like Joe Rogan esque vlog yep. of him being like, I knew, man,
1: I got the email. I don't want to be a bit out of it. I don't want to disrespect anyone. But well, that's, that's the question. Then why then did we spend millions of dollars of taxpayer money to find a ship? Everyone knew was exploded. Like, that's the question people should ask. But whatever,
0: well, because we put more importance on how people feel about a situation than rather than. The reality of a situation. So, like, how on earth do we come
1: back from this then? Uh, thankfully, we have another great example COVID 19. In April of 2022, a study was submitted to the Journal of Cognitive uh, Psychology by Ivan Sabalo, Lyndon Ball, John Marsh, Andy Marley, uh, Beth Richardson, Paul Taylor, and Emma Threadgold titled Conspiracy Theories why they are believed, and how they can be challenged. In this study, they aim to, one, find out what kind of personality characteristics associate with endorsing conspiracy theory, and two, investigate methods for dispelling those beliefs. And using COVID-19 and sort of anti-vax nonsense as their focal point, they discovered some interesting things. Again, (laughs) My apologies to the mathists of the world. Please don't apologize.
0: Listen, if you consider yourself a Mathis, I hope you do your actual research and don't just believe everything I shit <laughs> out on this podcast. Maybe I should
1: say my apologies to the <laughs> Santels of the world. I think yeah, that's more yeah, accurate. yeah.
0: That's becoming more and more clear the more I interact with Santel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the study suggests that instead um, of, like, you know, why all this stuff is happening, that all of it's driven by a motivation... To apply some sort of like, I don't know, they they tried to apply an analytical approach to what was going on. So, what they discovered is that acceptance of paranormal beliefs creates a vulnerability to conspiracy theories by dulling the motivation to use critical evaluation when considering explanations for important world events. Moreover, when trying to dispel conspiracy theories, the use of pure reason. Is not enough and will never be enough. Instead, formal logical analysis needs to be complemented by demonstrations that the conspiracy theory is inconsistent with real life, especially with respect to detrimental consequences that might arise. So, truly, the only way to like bring someone back is by saying to them, Hey, this is going to hurt you in some way. This, what you're doing right now will not be good for you in the long term. And there's actually a really great Reddit subreddit that I cannot remember for the life of me, but it's where people post Facebook posts or truth social posts from like QAnon people who go into these groups. There's various support groups on like 4chan shit. And they go into these groups and they say things like, I lost my family, I lost my friends, I lost my job, I lost everything. And I thought it was worth it because I'm fighting the good fight and I'm trying to take down the globalists and all this stuff. But nothing has happened for years and the goalpost keeps moving and I feel like my entire life was a lie and they're so close. And then all the comments are like keep the faith br- keep the faith brother. This- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, you got to hold on. This we're so close, it's going to happen. And you-, there- you can see again it goes back to everything we talked about. People they are deep in everyone's soul, they kind of know what's up, but they just can't pull away from things because of all these factors. And despite the efforts of us to do so, it is absolutely impossible for us to reason. Like Alex was saying, you can have facts in your hands and say, this is truth. And people will still ignore you because if nine or 10 people are yelling at you, I think it was actually probably like seven. I'm not sure. It really is. There's just a numerous, like you're, you're out. Right. And that's society as a whole. It's always been that way. Truth history is what the, not only the winners, but the majority says it is. It's why we have conversations to this day where, you know, you can have people who are of an older generation be like, wait a minute. I was never taught about this thing that happened. And now you're telling me I have to change my entire thought process to accommodate all these like young black kids who want to learn about their history. Well, I never knew that. Like that didn't, why do we need to teach them now? You're just making white kids ashamed. Like that kind of shit is. A big part of what's happening now, not because it didn't happen and now we're making it up. It's because people in the past just chose to ignore that shit because uh, it was convenient to ignore. It was easier to be like patently
2: racist or to forward your like white, you know, like generic agenda that makes white people feel safe rather than considering the fact that there's all these other things going on. That's the whole problem. That's the whole nature of yeah. It's the
0: depressing reality that people will almost Only change, change their minds if it hurts them directly. And it sucks because it means that just there's a lack of empathy, like who I am today and who I was. Fuck. Not just two years ago was different. Five years ago, 10 years ago. Like I get told I'm different all the time. People are like, dude, you're different than you were 10 years ago. I'm like, like, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I've learned a lot and I've changed my, like it's okay for your opinions in your mind to change on things as facts are presented That challenge them. That's called growing.
2: Yeah, and that's why we need to put bugs in the Uber Eats. What? So when you get your so so when you get your Uber Eats at home and you open it up and there's 15
0: cockroaches in there,
2: you're never gonna order Uber Eats again. What are you talking? You see what I'm saying? I think this
0: is just Alex trying to personally hurt himself so he doesn't. My point is, I can't think of a better
2: analogy for this than Uber (laughs) Eats, and I'm sticking to it, even as more
1: and more useful analogies appear. So what I think I'm trying to say with this entire episode is that this shit is dangerous. Dangerous to the point where people in America actually think we're better off with like an autocratic government. That elections, you know, in order to prevent them from being stolen, we should have just one guy run everything. That vaccines, the same vaccines that prevent polio are also secret microchips that are going to kill us all. That adults doing drag shows are trying to turn your kids trans to make men weak or some shit. I don't know. It's all all bullshit. uh. It's all bullshit used to rile up and scare people again. It is scared people. And I don't mean this in like an offensive. You're a coward. kind. Of, it's people who are just, I get scared when things are totally different and strange. It, like we're that's human nature. It, it, we are a lot of the time scared of shit. And in this case, people are scared over things they have no control over and they latch on to something, anything. And a lot of the times It's because religion hasn't worked out for them, or it's because they have no friends or social structure, or it's because of like the government hasn't worked out for them in some way, or their job sucks. You've given
2: up on the continual flow of like uh, cause and effect and facts being the only set of ideas that you can follow. You've
0: you've been bounced out of that. Yeah. Imagine your immediate. Just imagine, even just on a smaller scale, your immediate family all believes anti-vax stuff. You don't having to come forward and say that will ruin that's that's terrifying. Yeah. I exist in a world where that is reality out here. And I'm personally very familiar with it because of the people I associate with. And it's heartbreaking to watch disrespect and passive aggressive cruelty aimed at somebody I love and adore because they follow the science and they follow trying to stay healthy. Like those people have had COVID five to 10 times and we've never had it. And we're not dead. We're not diseased. We're not microchipped, but that doesn't matter. No matter how badly the fact I've, my, I lost my sister, lost her father-in-law to COVID induced pneumonia. And that didn't change the mind of his daughter who refuses to get vaccinated. It's nuts. It,
1: it is nuts, but it's also the exact same thing where, you see people who are very, like, anti-gay. Yet, if their kid comes out as gay, suddenly they're like, yo, wow. I guess they're not so bad. (laughs) And I'm, you know what? I would rather have that than the parent be like, I disown you. But at the same time, it goes back to the idea that, hey, I hate those people unless it directly affects me. Which is, again, I think a big part of why you see a lot of extreme racism in parts of america that are very like one color
0: can i tell you something right now you know what a word is part of these people's vocabulary on the regular these white people including a cop the n-word all time all day every day it's i don't want to be Nnerly. i don't want to be like an n-word i can't be like one of them N. it's like it's because they don't it's because they don't have to s- why are you all the stereotype i thought would maybe not be real. It's because they're an
2: imaginary type of person that they don't yeah, run yeah. into or confront or even engage
1: with in a real way. They don't have to look a person in the face, like a black man or woman, look them in the eyes, and like be openly hostile to them. And the people who do that, like, god damn, they are dark-souled human beings. But like most people don't... like they They have never genuinely... Most people like this have never genuinely had an interaction with someone of a different culture or race uh, at all like the, it, and so they're just putting shit out there because like that's the thing to do yeah it's 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 a thing in this culture right now especially in america again this is a very american episode but i'm sure other places around the world have equally messed up problems all
2: of, there was literally a time when every leader like literally like looked
0: like trump had like blonde hair slicked back and like wore a little like a little suit i mean watch DeSantis alone and watch his movements of his hands and how he's literally just mimicking yeah but him. he's a little yeah, he's, bitch, he's, so what oh, extra yeah, he's bitch. a bitch. I'd, fi- I'd fight that man and i would literally pee <laughs> in his mouth
2: you that's not different than any other person you've ever brought up on this
0: show
1: i would do it with nefarious intent <laughs> oh okay yeah, okay yeah all right. okay. so you would do it angrily
0: oh all right yeah, all right, yeah. Right, right, right. i'd give him a grimacing look as i emptied into his open, gaping mind
2: Still,
1: no, I can't think of one way that you would treat an alien differently, so far. Aliens, DeSantis, all the same. But the thing is, and this is why I want to focus on this, is that, for this episode at least, I want you to take a moment and acknowledge this is a real thing that's happening, and so, mm-hmm. like, even though it seems crazy to the people involved in it, it's not crazy. It is the life they live, and we have to acknowledge it, because if we don't, it's only going to get worse. And all I'm going to say is... The last time shit got crazy like this, it didn't end up too well for the world. So just think about it. And if you see stuff like this, try to try to like do your best to fight against it in some way. Don't, you know, if you see some crazy thing online or you hear some crazy thing, do your, like literally google it. And if there's no reputable real ass source and none of that like I saw it on Epoch Times. No, fuck that. That's stupid. No, Like go it Go look up real stuff. is the a p news reporting it? no is b b c no then it's not a real thing. If you can get up and go if you've got the gas if you've got
2: the time if you've got the uh the willpower go get your fast food from the from the drive through. <laughs> You know, this uber eats thing is really i
0: can't believe of, it's circled you know, back it's really worked out extremely it's well it's
2: such a good analogy yeah. and it's the one that i should have chosen from the beginning and it's good <laughs> that i stuck to it because it's helped everyone it under- it's helped off. everyone it understand it off. all the way all the way around
0: and moreover too like another message i'd like to put out if you consider yourself a leftist or whatever temperature check yourself often it's always good if you see something from a news source you respect. Still, fact check them. Still, see where their sources are, where their resources are. Oh, yeah, the left
1: operates in outrage too. Oh, yeah, they all do. All media does. Yeah, yeah, if you're
0: one of those people who listens to this show and
2: you pretend like you had no idea what our politics were and that you're suddenly shocked that <laughs> we're talking about this right now, if you're like going to really pretend 221 that 221 episodes, yeah, I never knew. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna really pretend that, do. Do do an honor to our parasocial relationship that we've built together, listener. Whatever you, you can and I. argue,
0: research first. Just
2: do yeah. Just do it. Do yourself an honor and actually just look into what we're talking about. Just for, whatever whatever little thing we said that made you mad. Just look into it and read the stuff that we're talking about. And just th- actually do it one time before you write the comment. I will read your shitty comment. I don't care. I will read your <laughs> shitty confrontational comment that's made to make me feel bad rather than actually make a point. If you want to do it, go for it. But before you do it. Just go read the thing that we're talking about and actually
0: actually question yourself. Ask, do I have enough self-respect to do this? Do, do something even simpler. When you feel that anger, pause the episode. Just think about why you suddenly got very angry. Head the over feeling... to Patreon.com.
1: Spend $10,000 without we, thinking too only
0: hard. Only we can fix your anger over at patreon.com slash Pod. and anybody else who says that, they're lying. I disavow this entire (laughs) thing. There's only only three guys that run patreon.com
2: slash Pod. But seriously.
0: So this is your only chance to get in. Like when you feel that anger, just take a minute. Why are you, like ask yourself why are you getting angry? Like that for me was part of just like learning is like why am I feeling this way about certain things? And then just like go from there and cut the weeds outside. Dude,
2: I don't know what is going on. I don't know what the fuck these guys, these guys guys are supposed to show up at (laughs) 2pm. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why this is happening. I'm so they sorry up, to America and the rest of the, the world. The
0: JFK Jr. resurrection was happening we at two. We can magic edit it out. I'm sure. Hell yeah, Dean, I already told Dean. He's going to take
2: care Dean, of it. Dean, I'm you. sorry. Just mute the shit out of me when I'm not talking. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we need to address, and I think these gentlemen have, but like politically, if this, if you're like, boy, I hate that Jesse and his ideology, that's chill. Like, we don't need to agree on that, but we should agree that currently in this country there are people who are not necessarily in the healthiest place, and at some point, if we don't as a society address this, it will become something that we have to deal with later. Or or even more simply, let's
2: just agree that facts that are unchangeable govern reality for all intents and purposes
1: well no, that's the problem is we used to debate the facts like if I was left and you were right we would see the facts in the middle and you would have one belief about the, like what the facts told you and I would have another belief about what the facts told us and we would use the facts as the like the center point of our discussion and you may want to go a different direction with like what taxes do and you might want to charge Ooh. less for taxes and I might want to be like yeah you know what we can afford to pay some more because I want these programs but like the fact was the same. Right now, facts are out. The, no one's using facts. And it's like, how is this possible? We can't survive as a society yeah. if we ignore reality. That's why people who do care about
2: facts, and I'm not saying that you're in any political party, because I don't think it's necessarily true that one political party is much more acquainted with the facts than the other. If, if you're, if you're going to get into an argument with somebody who's just telling you no, 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 don't have the argument... Because there's no way in any world that – I can't believe how loud it is. There's no world where they can beat you in good faith. No. you know, In the name of facts, if anybody's trying to tell you that facts aren't real, just remember that they can't beat you in any realm of good faith and that it's not actually worth having the conversation because you're not actually having it. Save your energy and fight where
0: it counts. No, the thing I've learned works really well is not to debate with their own – like, don't throw facts in their face – Ask them questions. Ask them where did you learn that? Where are the studies I can go read? Where are the numbers to prove it? Where have you like ask questions and then let them let their own minds have to fight itself to come out with an answer that both falls in line with the cult that they currently believe. We were talking about Q people, for instance, and the reality of wait, I don't know where I got these numbers. I read it on Twitter from a guy who has a blue check mark for eight dollars. Like, you have to just ask questions, because then they're just going to be debating themselves.
1: This isn't an attack episode, right? Like, I am really upset that a lot of anti-vax started with left-wing ideology. So, like, don't even get me started on that shit. Very upset about that. The
0: three of us are far from perfect. Yeah, we're like, all fallible humans. I'm
1: certainly, also, I'm certainly also not the ambassador for left-wing ideology. Yeah, yeah. right. But, like, I think it needs to be said... Because I know we're going to get destroyed by, like, two or three dudes who are going to be really upset. But here's the thing. I just don't care because facts are facts. It is it is what it is.
0: The truth is real. And, like, it's no, it's... no, and I that happened last week, where or the week before, where somebody wrote a huge fucking post comparing me and the show to Alex Jones and in Infowars. There was no cognizant point in there beyond, I'm mad, time to make you feel bad. Yeah. If you're going to, like Jesse said, if you're going to say something... Bring stuff like like physical like no Yeah, you don't need to bring anything. You can say whatever you want. Just acknowledge
1: that I'm not going to process it in a way that is like, oh, well, I believe like this person means something to me. Like unless you're coming at me with facts and figures and reasoning. Like if I make a mistake and then you have evidence that I made a mistake, awesome, I will take that. But if you just disagree for the sake of disagreeing, then like, cool, you're welcome That's to not really but a debate. You're just being a toddler. Conversations like this are important. And having the follow-up discussion where if someone's like, I disagree, if you want to have that talk with me, yo, I'm down to have that talk. If you got a podcast, I'd love to show up on your podcast and be like, yeah, no, here's here, here's why you're wrong. And that's fine. It's totally fine. But I'm not going to like be lectured to about why I'm wrong because there's nothing wrong about saying that people who double down on fake-ass lies because it hurts them are a problem. There's nothing wrong with that. Saying that is important. All us
2: start with Planet X. That's where that's where Nibiru's that's that's who's that, that's who's invading us, dude. And Nibiru's invading, bro. They're they're getting they're far they're far in. They're controlling huge portions of our country's government. We gotta be careful. Well, this Nibiru has agents everywhere. It's a
0: pyramid under Alaska suppressing our human thoughts, so be concerned. <sighs>
2: i'm heading for the caves what did he say i'm i am headed for the caves I'll mean for
0: the caves uh, clearly he was back the next day do you think he even went to a cave no
1: because he lied like you know I. so stupid i just he tried to save the world through twitter
0: what a fascinating episode to talk about we've talked about this kind of thing before in multiple different episodes but never like a full episode just about like the idea of false prophets and this idea of uh just lies overtaking truth. It's interesting, yeah, and it's like you said, it's the world we live I in. I expect this one will
1: be—it'll uh, be contentious in some circles, but it's something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. Because, like you said, we have one hundred percent talked about these in previous episodes like here or there little tiny bits but it, it, i felt like it was something we needed to do as like a full episode with like research and actual like people studied this stuff there are real answers to this and not a lot of it is good it, it a lot of it means that like if someone believes something enough
0: there's nothing you can tell them to pull them away from. And if you had the thought well jesse's only using one re- resource take that as the inspiration to go look up other studies
1: i, I gave you three three studies. I can do more.
0: <laughs> yeah, do your homework. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're like three is like, oh, it's only three.
1: Go look up do go your to Reddit research. post a, post if there's a study that that is different from this that explains that this is inaccurate, hit us up on Reddit. I love
2: that stuff. I read that. And and don't insult Christianity by saying that your faith in some guy on Reddit or whatever is the same as yeah. your faith in God. You know what I mean? Don't conflate those two things. If you're really a Christian, you should feel pretty bad about it.
0: It's a wild world, man. It's a wild world filled with hypocritical beliefs. And again, I think the thing to walk away from this with the idea of like, it's okay for your mind to change when presented with new facts. And I understand the social pressure is huge. And maybe you can't openly, quote unquote, no longer believe in like anti-vax stuff because of your family or friends, but it's okay to grow as a person and have your 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 personal like beliefs change based on scientific facts, evidence, uh, and just the way the world kind of moves forward. That's called maturing. You don't you're not supposed to get stuck at twenty or twenty one and never change your beliefs ever again. You're always going to change. You have decades of life ahead of you. You're not going to be the same person in 20 years that you are now, whether you wish you were or not. When
2: I was like 11 or 12 years old, I found out that the emeralds from Sonic the Hedgehog are called the chaos emeralds and not the chaos <laughs> emeralds. And it was a hard pill for me to swallow, but I'm here now, you know, and I'm a video and I'm a video game expert now. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I put two and two together. I swallowed <laughs> my pride and I, and I changed and, and, you know, in, 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 to set off and to offset, any negativity might be coming our way at the, at the end of this. Uh, I would like to invite everybody and I hope you're okay with this, Jesse. I don't want to, I don't want to jump on your thing, but <clears throat> I would like to invite everybody to head over to, uh, reddit.com slash chluminati r slash pod to, uh, share a story of a time, not when you were confronted with the unknown or when, uh, you filmed something, uh, Outside of your window, so that you could talk about it on your podcast, like I'm going to today. Uh, I, later on the mini sode at patreoncom pod. But but uh, you know, share a story of a time when you learned a fact and you internalized that fact and changed your beliefs for the better.
1: I would like to before we wrap this up. I want to share mine with all of you out there. I've said this before many times, but I feel like this is true to me and it honest to God blew my mind when i found out i was wrong um when i was a kid and this is you can look this up because this was a thing that in the 80s they told kids when i was a kid i was a huge dinosaur fan like all kids are and one of my favorite dinosaurs was the stegosaurus and i was told the stegosaurus had two brains one in its head and one right in its butt and that butt brain controlled the tail While the head brain controlled the rest. And it was because the (laughs) brain cavity of the stegosaurus is so small, scientists couldn't, like, they couldn't figure out that, like, how can a small brain control such a huge creature? And so there was this weird cavity near the back of the (laughs) dinosaur that they were like, well, that must be a second brain. (laughs) That is, that is a thing we were taught. And later in life, I was at a museum and I was like regaling someone with this and a legit scientist was just like, Nah, dude, that's not true. And, like, when I was a kid, they told us that, and he's like... That's ridiculous. Okay, hold on, I gotta look this up. And so, like, we had a full-on research sesh where I was like, that's what I was told. That's what I was told is there was a butt in the back of this damn dinosaur. A butt brain. It's in the butt (laughs) brain hole. And he he was like, strangely enough, they did say that to people, but it's actually not true, and we've learned more since. And it's one of those things where now I'm like, okay, that was a funny anecdote from my past, and I admit it's really stupid, but for... I'm gonna say 15 years, I believe that shit. I must have been 27 when Absolutely. I found out that was not real. I was like, no, no butt brains blew my mind. I watched Jurassic Park 50 times. And that entire movie I was just like, well, <laughs> one of them's got butt brains. You were like, damn. Yeah. Imagine
2: how big that butt brain is. <laughs> yeah. I also thought uh Hermione was Hermione in
0: Harry Potter. Changed it. Dude, I said the same thing. I said Hermione as well. Yeah. Then on the movie, and I was like, "Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's not how you say exactly. Hermione." Well, I'm glad yours are less
2: embarrassing, but like, that's cool, <laughs> dude. Yeah, maybe if you're not <laughs> well, a gamer.
0: Yeah. How about everything about my Catholic <laughs> belief spell part <laughs> over the course of my years growing up? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just
2: I, I would be interested in just some positive stories of people learning some facts and kind of like having your paradigm shift, and you know, just that being normal and okay, and you didn't like get. Aced out by some solid snake-looking motherfucker who came to your house.
0: We already like small things now. Like, we are, like the solar system isn't actually stationary; it's actually like plummeting through space and kind of spiraling. Or Pluto. like the, the recent discoveries of like all quantum stuff. Like, yeah, acknowledge. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's different now. The wheel, the world. Yeah, it's things are going to change, and it's fucking scary, dude. Trust me, from somebody who moved from liberal New England to conservative backass Texas, things change, but you're going to be okay. Did you know? They- and you'll get through. And if you just kind of just stick to your like do your research and like make sure what you're what you're thinking and saying is true
2: you're gonna be at one point you actually had to get out of your car to get the taco bell which is crazy to (laughs) think about now but if you go back you know you'll find value in all Mm -hmm. methods of obtaining disgusting food that's that's like a main that's like the you know just keep keep that in your your brain makes total
1: sense yeah, no, it's P- there. My my butt yeah. brain is thinking yeah. about yeah, it Yeah, my butt right brain. Well, my yeah. butt
2: brain thinks about it inevitably, no matter what I do, just because it's Taco Bell. Not <laughs> anyway, for more on that, head over to patreon.com slash Pod, a uh, place where you can spend $10,000. That's the new slogan. There you go. Perfect.
0: We're <laughs> off, is that it? Like, are we good? Are we bouncing here? Oh, uh, yeah. We're we're just rambling at this point. All right. Well, we're off to do a Minnesota, as Alex said, dot uh, patreon.com slash Pod, And again, we have a live show October 15th at the Terragram Ballroom in L.A., Go check out the tickets. Are I'll b- post a food guide for patrons. As always, fantastic. We'll have a link to buy the tickets below. And uh, I can't wait to see you there. Uh, no Alex's Big Smile this year? I mean, look, I didn't make any big
2: plans. Yes. Like it, it takes a lot to put together something so complex as Alex's Big Smile. But just I'll just throw it out there. And I'll- but it's Jesse's
1: Orange and Black Party. Wear your orange and black. Hey! Bow, 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 bow. It's Halloween, baby.
2: Yeah. The more, the more ghost face masks I see, the
1: happier I'll no, be. Not me. That's I'm a little worried. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to see those. Ghost face-tober.
0: <laughs> I hate that. All right. We're off. Thank you, guys. We love you. We appreciate you.
2: I only got a few weeks to get that one going, so don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. See you guys later.
0: Anyway. Me and my wife were sitting outside, indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky. in fog. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.